What number is this, Chip? Episode 47. The Monkey's Blu-ray cover revealed, Monkey's action figures news, and an interview with Ian Lee from 7A Records as we kick off the year of the monkeys. Okay, don't, mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkeys podcast. Welcome to Zilch, episode 47. Today I'm joined by Sarah Clark. Hello, everybody. Melanie Mitchell. Yellow. And Jeff Hewlett. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We're all doing well. It's time to monkey around once again here at Zilch. Welcome to the first episode of Zilch of 2016. We have survived yet another year. I really, really enjoyed the Christmas party episode. It was lots of fun. We've had a lot of feedback, and a lot of people have purchased the Fab Four Christmas record, so that was pretty cool. And the Monkeys, the complete series, is on its way. It's coming at the end of this month. We are in January as we speak. And the cover art has been revealed. Woo. So what do you think of it, Sarah? Well toss it to you first i like the lenticular design because apparently when you shift it it like uh changes its photo it's basically of the the kick line bit in the no time video and it's <laughs> that's kind of fun because they put up a little gif of it you know of it moving i was a little surprised that it seemed like a little more pastel looking than i thought the colors aren't like just bright and vivid i mean it's very gorgeous what it looked like it just wasn't it was not exactly what i expected but it's gorgeous the way it is and i'm i'm sort of really looking forward to seeing it in person and do not worry i and probably other people will put an unboxing video on facebook because that's what we all have to do now we have to put our lives online well we look forward to seeing that melanie mitchell what do you think about the cover i'm glad that they chose uh, such an iconic thing as the rainbow room and uh it certainly is a moment that truly lends itself to that sort of display because that no time video did have that sort of first this then this then this kind of moment to it and so it it just really fits the the format very well it was well done agreed jeff hewlett your thoughts on the cover well i i think melanie and sarah really captured it well so i'll i'll kind of truncate what i was going to say and one thing that I, I, I really love about this, and I, I saw this as an animated uh, GIF, and don't roast me for saying it that way. I know some people like to prefer to say it as a, uh, a GIF, but I, I say I actually GIF. like GIF peanut butter. I do too, yes. but anyway, there's arguments discussion. for both. Yes. Uh, I, I like the fact, I saw it as an animated GIF, and I thought that the lenticular rotating of the box is going to be awesome. But one thing that really stuck out to me that I really love is the text that goes around in yes. a square around the outside, which mimics the the head cover, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite covers. So that that's awesome in itself. Excellent point. Excellent point. It'll it'll be really neat to see that actually come to life, if you will, as you tilt the box. So there we go. So we look forward to that. Um, if you haven't placed your order for the monkeys, the complete series on Blu-ray. Now is the time. With time is running short, get in on it while you can. Right? Absolutely. Did you, Heck yeah. did you guys see today's leak from Rhino Central? No. Andrew Sandoval apparently interviewing or possibly doing commentary track with Rodney Bingenheimer. Oh, oh my goodness! No, I hadn't seen that yet. He was a stand-in for Prince and the Poppers when uh, he and when Davy needed to be in the same shot as Prince Ludlow. Wow. I was stuck like having to do work today, so I didn't get a chance to see that. But I, I'm going to do that as soon as we're done recording. Rodney Binghamheimer is a stand-in and a stand-up guy as well, so very, <laughs> very good. Very true. No, his, his he legend... Is, he is standing. <laughs> yes. 
his uh, legend looms fairly large among the California hard rock, metal, mm-hmm. and pop community. Uh, almost every band uh, that came out of the Sunset Strip area, he's he's involved. But you know, it's really interesting. You mentioned Andrew Sandoval in the commentary couches. I'm going to call it. We've seen some really cool people sitting on that commentary couch, including Mickey Dolans and. And we've seen Val Kiri's Vinay on that couch as well, and more to come, I'm sure. We, we've heard uh, a lot about some people that are behind the scenes, and all details will be made known soon. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to that. So starting in January 19th, Rhino will start your ear off right with their promotion. Start your ear off right. And they're going to release 17 titles from... Some really cool acts, including The Cars, Devo, Grateful Dead, The Monkees, The Replacements, Velvet Underground. And from our last episode, you know that John Hughes from Rhino stopped by and talked about some of the Monkees-related releases for Start Your Ear Off Right. And there will be the Cereal Box singles with four limited edition Cereal Box cardboard records with the track list of Last Train of Clarksville, Words Previously Unreleased TV Mix, I Never Thought a Peculiar, previously unreleased TV mix, and Valerie, previously unreleased TV mix. Also, the 10-CD set, the classic album collection from the Monkees, features the nine original albums from the Monkees up to Changes, and a bonus disc of singles, which includes that 80s remix that's very hard to get of Daydream Believer. Sarah, can you tell folks how they can find... A participating store near them. Yes, Rhino's actually put together this really nifty interactive map uh, where you can find local record stores as well as chains such as Barnes and Noble and FYE that will be selling the Star Your Ear Off Right collection. Uh, I was really happy to discover that because actually on January 19th, it will be the day after Melanie and I will be going to the uh, Mickey Dolan solo concert in Annapolis, Maryland. We plan to see if we can stop at, off at a record store while she's taking me back to the airport so we can uh, see what kind of goodies we want. I, I, I've kind of got my eye on that Devo album and maybe the Jackie Brown soundtrack. And yeah, I'll probably get the cereal box records too because those just sound too cool. So. Yeah. I love that Devo album. Freedom of Choice is excellent. And the Cars, the first self-titled Cars album on clear blue vinyl looks so cool. Yeah, it looks pretty. I may have to do that, too. I may just come home with a suitcase full of vinyl and see how it goes. <laughs> see if your your husband will let you stay. Uh, you better hope he likes the Cars. That was funny. <laughs> I was quite tickled when I looked at the interactive map and saw that there was an independent record store just about two blocks from the venue where Mickey's performing on the 18th. That's very cool. I myself punched in my zip code and found two locations not far from me. So very excited to pick some stuff up. So look forward to that. Here it comes. The Monkees, the complete series is coming to Blu-ray. All 58 episodes, carefully remastered from the original 35mm prints in high definition for the very first time. 10 jam-packed discs that also include the movie Head, the 1969 TV special, 33 and a third revolutions per monkey, plus an exclusive bonus disc full of surprises. Pre-order now at monkeys.com. This set is not available anywhere else and is strictly limited to 10,000 individually numbered copies. The Monkees, the complete series, on Blu-ray, only at monkeys.com. Sometime around the fall or maybe around August, rumors started bubbling around that there was going to be a Monkees Fest West and everybody was getting excited because what could a West Coast convention mean? Because it's it's not easy for everybody to get out to the East Coast, so it would be kind of cool to have something on the West Coast. Well, as of this recording, we have some sad news to report. Sarah, would you like to take that? Yeah, uh, from what I understand, we've been watching the monkeys fest situation developing they started posting about uh, over the summer they had a website up uh they were having conversations with a lot of monkeys related people who are based in the west coast but they really had been waiting until the start of this year from what i understand to plan to do a big announcement but unfortunately due to a situation i think with one of their partners they were going to be working with 
basically it became financially impossible to move forward with the convention and so they went ahead and in a proactive move move that I think was pretty wise just went ahead and canceled it now I do want to reiterate this is just the monkey fest that was going to be taking place in California this does not affect the East Coast events such as monkey jam that Jody Ritzner is putting on this is a different animal Correct. So if you're if you're of a mind to check out Jody and her wonderful event that she's got going, please do so. And of course, this also doesn't rule out anything else happening. Who knows what 2016 is going to bring us, right? Mm-hmm. And our very wise friend Jamie Hitchcock had something very nice to say about this. Yep. Jamie said, and I'm going to quote you, Jamie, so here you go. Jamie said, I've seen some cons bloat and collapse in magnificent ways in the past. Some while the con was in progress, one local con completely tanked in the worst possible way last minute, and the money mostly vanished. While I'm disappointed there won't be a Monkey's Fest West, I'm glad that they had the good sense to pause this thing before they and others possibly got in over their heads and that they gave us an explanation as to why. No hard feelings, no bridges burned, and there's hope for next time. And don't forget about Monkey Jam. Excellent. Very true. I I look for more monkeys opportunities, and uh, this is going to be a fun year. No matter what happens, it's going to be a fun year for all of us. Uh, It is the year of the monkeys. It actually is the year of the monkeys, isn't it, in the Chinese uh, lunar calendar or whatever? Yes, as of, uh, I forget when it rolls over, sometime in February, isn't it? I I believe so. Yeah. Which is weird, because that coincides with, like, production on the show, right? Well, when did when did they actually start filming the monkeys? Uh, what what oh, was the first? Oh, that was in May. May. That was in May. So May of '66. So yeah. this would be February of '66. They were still in ramp up. Um, yeah. I think they started the the um, exercises with James Frawley uh, learning how to do improv was sometime in early April. So they were already monkeying around in February. So it makes sense that it is the year of the monkeys. And 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 I wonder if the Chinese lunar calendar is also trying. Not to avoid uh, ruining copyright laws because they are using the zoological correct phrase yes. monkeys. M O N K E Y S. Well, it'd be the first time. <clears throat> yeah, so <laughs> the year of the monkeys is upon us, so enjoy it and have fun. And now, here with an interview from the folks at Figures Toy Company from the Zilch Hotline, let's ring it up. Hello. Well, let's see who's on the Zilch hotline. Could you please identify yourself, sir? Sure. I'm Steve Sandberg from Figures Toy in Tampa, Florida. Fantastic. We've been wanting to speak to you. We are so excited to hear about these monkeys action figures that are coming out. And they're done in the classic Mego style. They're so fantastic. We know that there's two different waves, one 8-inch and one 12-inch with three variants. Now, from what I understand, you have the monkeys in the famous button shirts with the gray pants, correct? That's correct. And there's, there's, there's three styles. There'll yes. be the monkeys with the button shirts and the gray pants, mm-hmm. the monkeys in tuxedos, mm-hmm. and the monkey men. They will be available in 8-inch format. And I know as a comic book fan, it is so cool to have the monkey men finally right. yeah that's very exciting <laughs> finally um, come they, our they, way they, 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 they're very cool this looks like a job for <laughs> monkey men up, up and away and then in 12 inch um, we're doing a limited run of the monkeys in the button down shirt and gray pants only wow how did this come about? Did you contact Rhino, or did they contact you? How did this happen? Good question. Rhino had contacted us based on our success with Kiss Figures, and they had a number of licenses um, that uh, were available to us. Take, we take a hard look at obtaining licenses uh-huh. uh, in terms of what we think we can do with the license, uh, how popular it is, how relevant it is. Um, and we were pretty excited about um, the monkeys. I mean, there, there hadn't been a lot of product made other than probably some lunch boxes and maybe trading cards. 
and we knew the characters in terms of their personalities. Uh-huh. I, I, I take a vested interest in knowing the characters so that when we do the sculpts of them, um, we can get all the nuances. And we were very, 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 very happy with the result. Just as a sidebar, Mike Nesmith was pretty easy to replicate. Uh, Davey was pretty easy. Mickey <laughs> was a little bit of a struggle. Peter was very interesting. We, we went back and probably did four different sculpts of Peter until we got to what we thought really was a good look for him. Um, you know, and, and when you do eight-inch figures, um, you know, people don't realize how difficult it is to make a figure. They just think you give a piece of paper or a print or a, a picture to a factory and, and voila, uh, a figure appears. And it's, it's really not that way. It's, it, it's from the eye to, uh, uh, to paper to clay. Uh-huh. And, but we were very excited. We, th- we think the results were really good. So Mike was the easiest, Peter the most difficult. That's kind of weird. Uh- <laughs> Again, I mean, Mike, you there's a certain there's a look that you know with Mike. You have the sideburns, you have a long face, you have the. Uh, it's just an easy. The, the, the easy figure to re- Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain features within the face that are easy and not necessary to exaggerate, but to bring out. And Peter was tough. I mean, one of the things I struggled with with Peter uh, was the hairstyle. Because uh-huh. if you look at Peter, he's worn his hair two or three different ways. Right. We were happy with the final result. Mickey, um, not that we struggled, but I kind of wrestled with how I wanted his hair. Uh. Uh, because his hair changed yeah. <laughs> over the seasons. You know, he went from, you know, the, the kind of the mop top bangs to that, the curly, you know, his, his curly hair. Uh, but we want you to keep it pretty uniform. Very good. For example, if you were to do a Marx Brothers thing, when you think about them as characters and action figures in a sense, Groucho it would probably be these because he's got the mustache and the cigar, and you kind of have to hit those points. And once you do that, the person underneath is almost done. Right, and again, right, and I'm very, very familiar with the Mox Brothers, and inclusive of Zeppo, who uh, would have been very, very tough to do. Yeah, he would have been the uh, tough one. <laughs> very, very tough, uh, and he, even though the face, A, because people didn't really remember him, uh, Chico would have been the toughest. Mox yeah. by far would have been the easiest. You had the eyebrows, you had the mustache, um, you had the eyes kind of bulging, and, and Harpo would have been pretty easy, I think. Um, he had, you know, uh, curly blonde hair could do it um, you know, with a lot of different ways with, with, with Harpo uh, Chico would have been tough Chico I can tell you right now Chico would have been very tough yeah um, in a sense it's almost like what a caricature artist has to pull out the, the interesting thing Ken is that you can do figures in two ways you can do it kind of quote unquote cartoony which in a sense is a caricature mm-hmm. where you're almost over exaggerating features are you really can do it true to life. The monkeys, I mean, we, we really try to do it, not in a cartoonish way, but so someone said, wow, that's Davy Jones, you yeah. know, and that looks just like Davy Jones. You know, if, um, if I was to shrink Davy Jones, and I wouldn't have to shrink him that much to make an eight-inch figure, that would, <laughs> that would, be, you know, that would be his head. You know, I, I, you could tell right away. You, the last thing you want people doing is guessing and saying, uh, wow. Um, Which yeah, one is this guy? Him. Yeah. Absolutely, it makes sense. There's the two different sizes, the eight inch and the twelve inch. Now, which Correct. figures come in the eight inch? Just, just to clarify, uh, the eight inch would be the three different assortments: um, the band members, the tuxedos, and the monkey men. Now, Yo. the that will be in the eight inch. And the exciting thing about that, in terms of uh, case packs for retailers, is they would be getting twelve different figures to a box. Oh, wow. And, and at most times, um, an assortment would consist of um, three sets of four uh, figures. Here, um, if someone wanted to buy an entire set, they could do that by just ordering one case of monkey figures, uh, which is great for retailers. We did, you know, we did that with uh, another license, the Three Stooges, and we were very, very successful in doing that. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it, it limits the amount of pieces we're making, and it, it really truly makes it a, a collectible item. 
it's almost like a custom order right out the gate. Very much so. Very much so. Now, the 12-inch um, will only be uh, as the uh, band members uh, outfit. Again, the uh, the button-down shirt with the, and the gray pants. Uh-huh. So, so if you want the the 12-inch figures, it's only in the the buttons and the gray pants. That's correct. Okay, correct. excellent. Now, I know from the past and and seeing how you've done things as a Kiss fan, I really enjoyed your Kiss Mego recreations and and the Sonic Boom and the the Hotter Than Hell and Dressed to Kill and all those things. So then you got such things as your Batman license, where you do the comic book. And you do the Batman 66, and, and there's just everything. The, you guys have done the Three Stooges, Conan the Barbarian. Correct. Your company does some really cool stuff. And I know that as a comic book fan, as a fan of uh, like Kiss and all the things that, that I'm into, I, I see a lot of your stuff. And I'd like to have you explain how people can get a hold of these things. Because the uh, Monkees fans, are they're, they're definitely question. going to want to get these as soon as they can and and we have to let people know that this isn't something that's going to sit around you're you're kind of going to have to really go for it right right well and um there's there's two avenues in which people uh manufacturers distribute product and and one is the mainstream the conventional uh mass market type of retailers um the product we've made in the past years, uh, really has gone to the secondary market. Um, but, you know, there's a number of reasons for that. Um, it's it's me go to hype figures, and as a result, there's a certain age group that um, is prone to be attracted to that. Uh-huh. Uh, and the price points are such that again, it goes out towards the collectors. Um, and also, we've we've done very very short runs. In terms of making product, it, it, it just it doesn't lend itself uh, to this point to go to mass market. So, a, a lot of it is going to be the conventional comic book stores, the mom and pop, so to speak, you know, uh, comic book stores, uh, toy stores. Um, a lot of it is internet driven. Um, you will see it on, uh, in, probably on in the Amazon. Uh, not necessarily fulfilled by Amazon, but by people who have bought it who will put it on Amazon. Go to figurestoycompany.com, do a search for monkeys, and links will be in the show notes. What has been the reaction in the fan community towards these figures coming out? Uh, initially, people are very excited. Um, I've had uh, people from who are running conventions in the spring contacting me. They actually contact me in the fall with the idea of, again, this being the 50th anniversary and truly a void of um, monkeys-type merchandise. Um, there's, there's definitely an excitement towards this. Um, um, you know, again, people who grew up in the 60s, mm-hmm. this, was, this was part of their, their culture. Yes. You know, in the 60s, obviously, especially around 65, 66, was a very turbulent time in America. Um, and you could almost see within the monkeys that the changes as a result from the first, you know, the first season to the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, their characters somewhat changed, um, and it very too much, very much typified what was going on in America. Absolutely, and it's it's one of the, one of the great things about the monkeys' story is to see how they evolved in that very short time. And I'll tell you, one of the things that really excited me was the seeing them in the monkey men outfit. It's just so cool that you guys have tapped into that, and uh, glad that Rhino and you are working together to make this happen. Well, I think just like any of our other licenses, you want to stay the co- stay the course in the sense that um, you don't want to make up something that's fictitious. Um, you know, if uh, in any of our licenses, if the Three Stooges, if they were in golf outfits. And you did it in golf outfits, or if they were in doctors, you put them in as doctors. The same thing with the monkeys. I mean, people have a sense of well, their look, mm-hmm. and that's what they remember. And um, I mean, and I, I do the approvals on the um, on the sculpts on the on the heads, 
and, uh, and, and it just so happens I'm I'm 64, mm-hmm. so I was very much aware of the the monkeys and their personalities. So uh, I, I very much wanted a certain look on each figure. Now, where do you see this going? For example, if if these sell out, do you see perhaps another run with different outfits? Uh... Um, I I would not dismiss that at this point in time. I would like to see how successful we are with right. this, and 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 then go back. Um, one of the things you try not to do is to overkill, because again, um, it's four figures. Right. It's the same four figures. Mm-hmm. Then, like with Batman, for example, Batman 66, I mean, I think we had maybe 16 figures that mm-hmm. we could do in total from the, from the TV show, maybe less, but um, let's say anyways from 12 to 16 figures. I mean, you could go into the secondary characters, and if people were all excited about Batman, then, you know, they'd say, oh, you know, I, I want uh, Bookworm or King yeah. Cut. Here, it's still Davy, it's still Michael, mm-hmm. it's still Peter. So you have to be very, very careful. So you would have to basically base it on the sales of this, whether there's interest. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to this because 2016 is the year of the monkeys with the Blu-ray set coming out, tour speculation, possibly even a new album. And, you know, the the show's going to look better than ever on Blu-ray. And now you're going to see these recreations of these great monkeys action figures, the the eight and the twelve inches, that it, it's just going to be fantastic. It is the year of the monkeys. This is the perfect time to do this. Right, and to, to celebrate the anniversary, so to speak, um, as we've talked about, um, there really is a void of merchandise out there for people who want to share in this. Um, and something like an 8-inch figure or a 12-inch figure uh, still is priced so that it's, it's still an impulse-type item and at the same time has collectability and is something you, if you're a really huge monkey fan, so you put it on a, uh, you know, a mantelpiece or a stand or whatever, your library or a desk, aesthetically it's, it's a nice item and it's very nostalgic. So this is a great way to uh, commemorate that. Excellent, and we totally agree. Now, once again, where can people find these one-of-a-kind collectibles from your wonderful company, Figures Toy Company from Tampa, Florida? Tampa, Florida. How can people get a hold of these fine monkeys action figures? Well, I think there's two ways. One, um, obviously, there's going to be conventions, both on the East Coast in the spring. So people who will be attending uh, these conventions... um, there will be product available. Uh, also, I think the people who are running the conventions are going to have access to people who are interested in the monkeys and will do a pre-sell. Uh-huh. Also, you'll see the number of websites through the internet. People who on uh, Amazon, you'll find it. And if you co- if you click on probably sometime in late January to Figures Toy Company, uh, we can guide you to um, areas where they can find uh, these figures. And let's not forget your local comic book store. Uh, absolutely. You might yeah, be able absolutely. to order a case, um, actually. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I, I think um, comic book stores, uh, small independent um, toy stores, and they still exist you know, in America, uh, people who have these type of figures probably will carry them. And we go. Uh, we, we're, we're we're pretty confident that they will carry them. Uh, yeah, we're we're excited. I mean, it's 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 a big deal. I, I mean, I, as we mentioned earlier, I'm very excited because I think the scu- the, the the faces are really remarkable, and the clothing is great. So it it, it truly is a collectible. You know, it's not uh, it's not a toy, so to speak. Very good. Well, we'd like to thank you for coming on and help us celebrate the year of the monkeys, 2016. It is uh, the 50th anniversary, and we want folks to check out your fine monkeys action figures from Figures Toy Company, one of the best toy companies out there, and you guys have a reputation, and this looks to be another winner from your catalog. Thank you very much. We're Uh, looking uh, forward uh, to this. We're excited ourselves. 
So, again, these are going to be available through the Monkeys Conventions? Correct. Probably sometime in the springtime. Okay. But they will be available starting in February? And that is correct. Look for them online. Check out your local comic book retailer or toy store. Well, it's, it's always good to monkey around with you, and thank you for, <laughs> uh, for being part of Zilch today. It's my pleasure. Uh, it really is my pleasure. And, you know, for all the people out there, um, I hope, um, you know, we did something to uh, re- recreate the nostalgia and the fan interest and uh, um, all the fun people had watching the show and, and attending concerts. And I, I thank you for the, the time. The pleasure is all ours, sir. Thank you for being on Zilch today. Great. This is uh, Steve Sandberg from Figure Story Company in Tampa, Florida. And you're listening to Zilch and Monkey's podcast. So that was a very interesting interview. And Melanie, you were mentioning something? Yeah, I'm just observing that the uh, gentleman referred to conventions on both coasts. I don't know what he was talking about or who he's been talking to. I don't know if the convention, one of the conventions he was talking about was Monkey Fest West, which would be a shame, but uh, it does tie into what we were talking about earlier, which is quite sad. I do know that this was recorded prior to Monkey Fest announcing that they would be uh, closing up shops, so that may well be what he was referring to, and if not, hopefully we'll uh, learn more soon. Mm Mm-hmm. But either way, check them out at the Monkeys Jam or at your local comic book store or any kind of record store that you have. Ask them now. Start start talking to the people and see if they're getting solicitations for them. And now if you go to figurestoycompany.com, you can do a search for the Monkeys Retro Action Figures and you'll find both the 8-inch and the 12-inch figures. The Monkeys Retro 8-inch action figures retail for $29.99 a piece. The Monkeys Retro 12-inch figures retail for $59.99 a piece. So go to figurestoycompany.com, do a search for Monkeys, and links will be in the show notes. Yep. I'm, uh, I have a good friend who co-runs a uh, comic store here in the Oklahoma area, and I will be talking to her about putting some of these dolls on reserve. So, now, Ken, Ken, you know what my big question is? Yes. And we still don't have an answer for this question, so okay. we're going to have to wait until the dolls come out to find out. Is the 8-inch Davy doll the same 8 inches that the 8-inch Mike doll is? You know, I should have asked that. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 would, it would be weird if they're all the same height, right? <laughs> but if Maybe they are... you can get man-makers for the other three when you stand them up on your shelf. <laughs> you can't lock me up like an animal. I know why he's doing it. It's because I'm short, that's why. I'm short. What about the bobbleheads? Are they all the same size, or is the Davy ones just slightly smaller? Mine are still in the box. Let me look. I'm looking at them right now over on my my shelf. I think, at a glance, I think they're all the same size. (gasps) I know. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Well, what you have to do is you have to buy three 12-inch dolls and one 8-inch doll. There we go. <laughs> That's yes. just mean. No, Davy, you drew the short straw. That's still in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry, Davy. I'm we're sorry, Davy. We're all Davey. gonna be haunted later, and we're gonna deserve it. Not me. <laughs> yep. Uh. I'm Ashley Devorkin for Fox 411. Joined today by musician and actor Mickey Dolenz of the iconic band The Monkees. And then uh, we have plans afoot for the 50th anniversary. Uh, nothing really to announce yet. You know, we're still in the early days, you know, trying to put it together. The show went on the air September the 12th, I think, in uh, uh, 1886, 1860, 17, <laughs> something, a long time ago, when people uh, still lived, uh, just started living in houses. Uh, uh, September the 12th, uh, ne- uh, this year, will, will be the anniversary of the show going on the air, but there are plans, hopefully for touring, plans maybe for new recordings, I don't know, you know, it's, like I said, it's early days yet, but, okay. but hopefully some of that will come together. Great, alright, well thank you so much, really thank appreciate you. you being here, and of course for updates on all of that and the upcoming appearances, check MickeyDolans.com. Thank you so much for watching, for Fox 411, I'm Ashley Dvorkin. Now, speaking about vinyl, 
and some cool records and some other stuff. From across the pond, it's time to dial in Ian Lee from 7A Records, who's going to talk about Bobby Hart, Mickey Dolan's on CD, and Another Monkey. Let's get Ian Lee on the Zilch Hotline. Hello. Live and direct from London, joining us on the Zilch Hotline, it is Ian Lee. Hello, Ian Lee. Come in, come in, Ian Lee. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I am in. Hello, Zilch. Hello, everybody. Hello, the (laughs) internet. Hello, the world. Ian Lee, it's so good to hear from you. Some exciting news. There's this company called 7A Records and Entertainment that you are part of the owner of. Uh, You and Glenn are doing some cool stuff. And you just got some great news today as we are recording this. Yeah, literally, as, as we were kind of setting up this phone call, I had a phone call from Glenn, and, um, you know, it's subject to contracts being signed and stuff, but it's looking very likely uh, that we are going to release on, I'm guessing, CD, this show, these shows that are happening, Mickey Dolenz in conversation with Peter Noon. It, it, and it's all happened really quickly. We kind of got in touch with them about six hours ago, and it looks like it's going to happen. So um, we've got to move quick, because at the time of you and I chatting, Ken... I think the first show is in like six days' time in uh, New York, which is miles away from where I am in London. So I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how we're going to do it. But fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll, we'll be releasing that on CD, which will be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Fantastic. And it's great, Ian, that you are capturing these shows for posterity. Do you know, listen, I don't really know what format the show is going to take. I think it's a really interesting thing uh, that, that, that Peter and uh, that Noon and, and Mickey are doing. Um, and, yeah, we should, you know, uh, I don't know how long it's going to be. It might be a double CD. It might be a single CD. I've got no idea. But, um, yeah, I'm really, really pleased that we, we will hopefully be bringing that out on CD. And it's kind of um, sums up what 7A is all about to me anyway, in that it's, it's, it's not releasing stuff that's going to sell millions of copies. It's kind of selling, you know, niche stuff, geeky monkey stuff, you know, stuff that's on the fringes. There's going to be a lot of competition this year with the 50th anniversary and all the stuff that Andrew and Rhino are doing, and they're doing amazing stuff. Uh, And so Glenn and I are not in any way trying to compete with that. We're we're sort of, I don't know, doing odd stuff. You know, the the Noon Dolenz conversation CD is going to be an odd CD, but I think it'll be a lovely package. Lovely package. Well, the way I've said it before is using the FUBU kind of motto, uh, for us, by us. It's, it's by fans, for fans. Yeah, oh, exactly. You know, we only uh, release stuff. We only plan on releasing stuff that I would buy or Glenn would buy. And we've both come up with ideas, and the other one's gone, yeah, I wouldn't buy that. And so we've kind of dismissed it straight away, you know. So, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, and I've said this before when I've spoken to you, Ken. It's, it isn't about making money you know and we we haven't made money i think we're we're kind of close to breaking even from when we started with the mgm the the, the dolens album but we, we you know we're not gonna um it, we we are trying to bring out the best quality stuff that we can that's got as many extras as we can fit in um without going too much into debt basically we're not very good businessmen have you noticed well, but you are great fans. <laughs> and and I was talking to Sarah about this the other day, that I was expecting the Bobby Hart solo album to come in, right, Sarah? Yeah, I remember that. And I told her I couldn't wait to get it because we had referenced in the Christmas episode that I had ordered it. Well, guess what? It arrived. And it Woo-hoo! arrived in fine fashion. And it's really cool when people get it. The, the cardboard stock is really nice and heavy and you open it up and you've got this like trifold thing going on you've got this 27 page booklet the disc itself looks great it looks like an old record and <laughs> well, I'm glad you like that well, uh, th- that was Glenn's idea to do that and um, you know again it's that cost us money you know doing that to each CD cost us money you know the embossed I think it's, it's Bobby Hart his name is embossed on the front so it's, yes. it's, it's raised that's like another, you know, 25 cents, 12 pence um, a CD. And it, it's just nice to add these little things so that you feel that you're getting something special, you know, that a lot of care and love has gone into. The Bobby Hart CD is, um, you know, it's not going to be to everyone's taste, but it's such an honor to work with Bobby, who is the nicest man in the world. He is the nicest man in the world. And to be able, you know, he wrote the soundtrack to my life. Mm-hmm. And to... Um, 
to be able to kind of repay him in some way by kind of you know releasing a really nice package um is he here's the coolest thing man uh he sent me a, a christmas card bobby hart sent me a christmas card <laughs> wow. and my boys my boys uh, saw it and they're, they're they're six and four and they said who's that from i said oh it's it's uh bobby hart who's that oh he wrote some songs from for the monkeys my boys started singing stepping stone straight away and like <laughs> yeah that's why he's so important you know i was singing stepping stone when i was six and my boys are singing it when they're six that is how uh, you know important bobby hart is to my life so i i hope you like it ken and I, you know and I, to everyone that's bought it and has um dipped into their pockets thank you it's really appreciated well, absolutely. I'm going to play a medley of songs from that right now. Listen to me. I heard you say to all the way you stand. Never shown no emotion. I'm not a jealous man. Well, I may not scream. Let my feelings. pretty cool that's the kind of music that you're getting and that's where bobby hart was when this cd was recorded and, and when when was this album recorded ian it was uh, recorded in 1979 it came out in 1980 and it came out in like three countries i think germany finland and italy you know and it sold like i don't know seven copies or something so it's the first time it's had a worldwide release and it's the first time it's on cd bonus tracks all the, the gubbins. And it is available at Amazon.com and where else, sir? <laughs> uh, it's available at all the Amazons around the world. And I, I don't know, th th there are other places. If you go to um, uh, Facebook.com forward slash 7A Records, the number 7A Records, uh, we've got all the different, it's, it's, they're all listed up there. It's available all around the world. Some people, hey, here's the cool thing. Some people have even got in touch and said they've seen it in their local record stores, which is amazing, amazing, you know, to think that like in a, in a tiny CD store in, I don't know, Seattle or Manchester or, or even Hong Kong, there's our CD there. Very cool. Worldwide, baby. Worldwide, baby. <laughs> so is there anything new in the pipeline for Mickey? But Melanie, I'm so glad you asked me that question. And what a delight it is to uh, hear your voice. Uh, we've got two things. Aside from the, the Noon and the Dolens uh, conversation, um, 
the MGM singles collection, which uh, was only on vinyl and, and download, is coming out on CD. I'm not sure when, maybe May or June. It's coming out on CD. We're trying to cram as many bonus tracks on there as we can. Um, I think we're up to eight or nine tracks that weren't on the um, the vinyl or the digital, including, and I can announce this now, so I'm going to, including, we have managed to track down two complete live performances of um, a song that he performed twice in Japan in 1978 called I'm Your Man. There's like a minute clip of it on uh, YouTube and it's kind of been one of these great lost songs that everyone's been trying to find. We found it, Glenn found it to be honest, um, and we've got two live versions of that and we're hoping that at least one of those will be a bonus track on the CD. So that's kind of cool. Uh, as well as that, we're before that we're releasing a seven inch single of two songs that Mickey recorded, we think, well I'm going to say around the turn of the century, although it makes it sound like it's 115 years old. <laughs> no, one knows no one knows exactly when they recorded. Certainly not Mickey. I mean, Mickey, bless him, you know, you ask him what he was doing um, two days ago, he struggles to remember it, you know. He's, he, he, he partied hard in the 60s, let's just say. Uh, and the producers don't remember. We think it was recorded around 1999, 2000. Two songs, Chance of a Lifetime, and the B-side is uh, Living on Lies. They floated around in really low quality bootleg for a while. People thought they were um, outtakes from Poolit, but they're not. Uh, we have got the master tapes of those. Um, we've got two different versions of Chance of a Lifetime, and I'm not sure which one we're gonna put out on the vinyl yet. Um, but that's coming out probably, well, I've just written the sleeve notes today. It goes off to be pressed this week. Uh, at the end of January, I'd imagine it will be out and available. And um, it looks stunning. You know, Scott Balcony, who did the uh, MGM album cover, has done the cover for this. Um, it looks sexy, man. It's, it's a nice gatefold sleeve. Um, uh, we're very proud of it again. Very good. Wow. So we talked about Bobby Hart and we talked about Mickey. Is there anything from anybody else in the pipeline that you can tell us about? Yeah, we're talking to um, Tommy Boyce's uh, wife, Caroline, uh, about the possibility of releasing some of his stuff on CD, particularly oh, wow. the Christopher, um, Christopher Cloud, isn't it? Yeah, the Christopher Cloud album, which is a brilliant record. It's a really good kind of pop rock record that hardly anyone's heard of. So we're hoping to get that on CD, really early days, but, but Caroline is, is really supportive of us and um, we, we're kind of talking to her. Um, probably what's gonna happen before that is we're looking at a couple of Davy releases. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got a couple of things. We, we wanna license his singles from MGM that are now owned by Universal, who owns the Dolan stuff. Um, so the two things we're looking at, the one that we're struggling with with Universal is we want to do um, a package, we don't know what it will be called, but it will be the singles from 1972 to 1982, a really weird kind of clunky uh, decade. So we're looking at doing that on a CD. We're also looking at doing a box set which might be on vinyl, might be like a really limited 250 vinyl of Davy Live in Japan. Oh. Um, because there are loads, there are, I think, two, I might get some of these wrong, I think there are two official Davy Jones Live in Japan LPs that haven't been on CD, and I think there's something he was selling on his Bandcamp website as well. We want to put all of those things together and hopefully get some unreleased stuff from those concerts as well, do a nice, really classy, limited edition vinyl box set and then a CD box set as well. That's kind of what we're looking at. But these things take quite a long time to sort out. Um, but, you know, we're having some really good conversations with the people who are looking after Davies Estate, and they're uh, really impressed with what we've done so far. Um, and, um, you know, hopefully we can work something out. It would be, it would be, be an honour, you know, it would be an actual mm -hmm. honour to, to release something with Davies' name on it. I, I, I would just be so happy if we could do something like that. So fingers crossed. Yeah, well, I mean, 7 A's doing it, so we know from what you've put out so far, it's going to be really high quality, and we're looking forward to anything you guys can put out. I, I, now, what you just said there, it sounds so good in your American accent, 7 A's doing it. Right, we're having that. That's our official slogan, um, and we're going to get t-shirts and caps printed out, and we're going to wear them. Oh Thanks. my goodness. 7 A's doing it. 7 A's doing it. 
And it's not it's not doing it with a G. It's doing it. There's not even a G there. There's just an apostrophe after the end because we're doing it. Well, that's my Oklahoma. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Ian, well, I'm not sure I'm allowed to ask this, but I'm going to anyway, and Ken oh. can always edit it out. Any update on the film Keep Off My Grass? <laughs> that film is doing my head in. Oh, no. Yes, we are so close, and I've been saying this for a while. There are two things that need to be done. Um, Scott Solder is going to design the cover for me in the next two weeks. That I hired a film crew somewhere in America, either, I don't know, New York or Los Angeles, I don't know, somewhere like that, to interview and film an interview with Marcus J. Grapes, who is the co-star of the film. So I've got that. That's being edited. The cover's being done. Once those two things are done, um, they, they're, they're going to go on the disc. Everything else has been mastered um, for, the, for the, the DVD. I won't bog you down with too much detail, but all of the other extras, they're all ready to go, including your excellent, excellent commentary that you guys at Zilch have done. That's going to be one of the bonus features on there. That's all been mixed. That's ready to go. Um, so just these two things, and then the end is in sight. And I cannot wait to finish this project. It is. <laughs> it must be seen to be believed, is all I will say. <laughs> what, did you, what did you guys think of the movie? And be honest. The, the more I saw it, and I, I watched it five or six times getting wow. ready for the commentary. You poor dear. No, the more I saw it, the more I liked it. It actually grew on me. It actually grew on me. It is, it is a sweet little fable. It, do you know what? I love it. I think it's, I mean, mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's a great period piece. F, it's of F. its time. Uh, it, 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 you know, it's a, it's a low-budget stoner comedy. It is what it is, and Mickey's in it, and he, you know, he swears at someone. I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. It, you know, it's it, a hoot. It, it, isn't it just? It really is. But and, it's, um, it's not just a stoner comedy. It has, it has a message. It really does. It's, it's trying to tell a story about, you know, what society is. I immediately compared it to George Orwell's book Animal Farm. Yeah. With the tagline, all hippies are equal, but some hippies are more equal than others. Uh -huh. <laughs> I like it. Well, let's not <laughs> let, let's save some of that for when we are yes. actually promoting Think that. Dry. But as you say, seven A doing it. Do seven A's doing it. Seven A's doing it. Doing it. Don't doing write it the well. G. Take the G off and put an apostrophe there, please. Yeah. We're doing it. Doing it. Yeah, man. That's that's great, and we look forward to seeing what comes this year for 7A and for Ian Lee. Hey, and man, Zilch. isn't this to say, uh, 50th anniversary, I, I'm so excited. I just looked on Facebook on, on the headquarters page, and um, someone's posted, there's only a few weeks until the Blu-ray comes out. This is going to be the most exciting 12 months, because I reckon there's a load of stuff happening behind the scenes that we don't know about, and I just can't wait. What fun. What fun we're going to have as Monkeys fans. It's mm -hmm. the year of the Monkeys. I've been saving my credit card balance. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Good for you. All right. Well, thanks thank for your support, guys, at Zilch. It's, it, we, Glenn and I, we appreciate it so much. You're so kind to us, and it, it, it means so much that you, know, that you which are, you're a big part of the Monkeys uh, community, that you've kind of taken us to heart. So thank you very much. It's, it's a real honor to come on your show. And if you've purchased the Bobby Hart solo CD do me a favor and put it over your eyes and take a picture of yourself a selfie of yourself either smiling or kissing at the camera or something duck lipped I don't care what you do you can even uh, do a shh but whatever you do let's let's start posting pictures of ourselves holding yeah. the Bobby Hart CD with your with your clothes on Please, well, let's, have, let's, yeah. have no, let's have no nudity, please. No, I guess. You ruin person. everything. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You, you know, you really can't cook bacon naked. I'm just saying. No. Very dangerous. All sausages. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry? Spattering grease. It's not good. 7A Records, doing it and doing it well. 2016, baby. We will Thank see you. Thank you, guys. Oh, man, listen, it's, it's, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your support and stuff through this and all the other stuff as well. So thank you very much, guys. Anytime. Right. what you're doing. Take care of peace, yourself. Peace and love, man. Speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Right, Bye, we'll Ian. Bye. And here from 7A Records' release of Mickey Dolan's The MGM Singles Collection, a bit of a track from Mickey Dolan's called Oh Someone. Oh, someone. 
Also, that was great to hear about all those wonderful releases coming from 7A. And with 7A Records doing what they're doing and Rhino doing what they're doing, it is, again, as we said, the Year of the Monkeys. It's just very cool. Sarah, what would you think about that? I was excited about a lot of the things, well, really all of the things that Ian were, was talking about. I'm looking forward to hearing that new, uh, new to me anyway, singles release from uh, Mickey, that, that one single that he put out in the late 90s. And as somebody who really doesn't know as much as I should about uh, Davy's solo catalog, I'm really looking forward to what might be coming down the pipe from that. And Melanie, I doubt that it's to anyone's surprise that you're looking forward to keep off my grass. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I really am. Strange as it may seem, I want I want the fans to be able to see what we've seen. Everybody should see this movie once. Some of you should see it twice. This is a this is a family <laughs> podcast, so I will not go into detail of what what chemicals might or might not be helpful but uh it is i i also had to watch it a few times we all did because we did the uh commentary on yeah this ian and, lee let uh, that slip ian lee let yeah, that he, slip. yeah we were gonna keep that keep that quiet but yes we are now commentarians commentators so fancy and there's just that there's just that one little detail that i am just bursting that i can't talk about that I can't wait for people to see and be just as surprised as mm-hmm. I was when I saw it. Absolutely. Ah, yes, yes. Very yes, good. That. That. Ah, uh, you know, Ken, I'm, I'm not a big vinyl collector at this point, so I, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that stuff's going to be coming out on CD for uh, us digital guys. Yeah, the the uh, Mickey Dolan's MGM collection, you know, because it yes. came out on the the album, and it's finally yes. coming on CD, so that's that's great. Yeah, actually, you know, and I, I know a lot of guy, people out there are big into collecting vinyl, and I, I don't possess a turntable anymore, so uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm always looking forward to the CD releases, and I, I know that vinyl's been very collectible, and uh, I, I don't want to, to downplay the, the vinyl movement, but uh, I, I'm a, very much a digital guy, so this yeah. is going to may- be incredible for me. Yeah, you may be smart, Jeff, because I actually bought the first turntable I'd owned in about... 25 years specifically for the uh, MGM singles collection and now I'm kind of going down the rabbit hole a bit so <laughs> well it's not a bad thing I mean yeah. you know vinyl sounds good and, mm-hmm. and it's 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 fun to actually put the big disc on the turntable and put the needle down it's great yeah. uh, you know but uh, you know, I have a humongous CD collection thousands and thousands of CDs and I, I abandoned vinyl you know many many years ago and I, I just don't feel like going back there again so mm-hmm. I have to wait sometimes for these these CD editions to come out, and this is great that it's actually going to happen. Yes. And to me, if I'm going to get back into vinyl again properly, it you know I'm not going to be one of these people that you know is happy having one of those little suitcase you know record players. I would have to go out and spend like thousands of dollars on it. You know, exactly. if I'm really going to do it, I'm really going to do it. So exactly, that's my problem too, Ken. I don't I don't want to have just some cheapo record player. I would have to go out and buy a, a really really nice uh, LP player with with a great needle, and I have to hook up to a great amp with some good speakers and. You know, it's it's a huge, huge expense. So uh, I I really converted over to CDs years ago. So I always wait for that digital release. But it's very cool if you are a vinyl person. It's nice to see all this stuff coming out. So check out Rhino's Start Your Ear Off Right. There's some cool vinyl that they're releasing and re-releasing. So it's it's going to be very cool. Something very interesting happened this week. Uh, Pete Blatchford, one of our wacky zilch people on facebook that we just love and he he's always there leading excellent discussions and if you're not on the facebook page and you're on facebook you need to find us zilch check us out look for us but pete blatchford while doing a search on amazon for a monkey shirt stumbled upon a bootleg zilch t-shirt dun 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 (gasps) gasp gasp (laughs) we would like everyone to know that Zilch does not endorse this because it does have a photo of the monkeys, meaning Davey, Mickey, Mike, and Peter, and we don't own the rights to do that. So we'd like Rhino to know that we have nothing to do with it, and we'd like you, the consumer, to know that we have nothing to do with it. And there is some very interesting text (laughs) that accompanied the listing on Amazon. 
While he's looking, I will remind you that you can actually find authentic, official Zilch swag, t-shirts, iPhone covers, whatnot, at redbubble.com. Um, I think the uh, account, the uh, URL is Designs by Ken. Correct. And we okay. have a very cool monkeys cartoon that I drew, and uh, it's it's a drawing of some of our favorite entertainers, and it says the word Zilch, a podcast full of monkeys. So check it out. But Ken, this, have you told our audience how talented of a graphic designer you are? Speaking of these designs that you're, you're you have up there on the internet, I, I think you, it deserves to be stated here. Amen. Ah shucks. <laughs> and don't edit that out. I, I won't, sir. I won't. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the 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 shirts that people purchase help to. Uh, keep the the show afloat as far as hosting and stuff like that, and uh, the shirts that people purchase from Redbubble. Yes, the one. Right. Yes, the shirts that people purchase on Amazon, which have nothing to do with us. Right, but yes. in in the description for the shirt on Amazon, it said that it's eco-friendly ink. Wash before you dress it to remove the flavor of the ink. I don't know about you, but I don't want to taste any ink. You know, lickable shirts. <laughs> Lickable shirts. I yeah. said that I do not like the flavor of ink. When I lick my shirts, I only want to taste what I had for lunch. There you go. You said it. Also in the product description, it says, This t-shirt is a must for everyone. Though ordinary, you can show your own style. Uh, it is made of 100% cotton and printed with eco-friendly ink to protect your skin. So if they've had t-shirts that uh, hurt your skin in the past, it, I would just avoid it. I have a few of those. But it, but it, but it's kind of interesting that we actually were big enough that someone decided to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's mostly just hilarious. It's a form of flattery, but it is also a timely reminder to everyone about intellectual property. Yes. As much as we all love the monkeys and feel uh -huh. like we sort of own them in an odd kind of fandomish way. The word monkeys and the guitar logo are technically Rhino's assets. They're pretty cool with fan creations, but you need to not do anything with those things anytime you're charging mo uh, uh, money for something. Correct. Uh, that's why you'll never see us charge for an ad on Zilch. What we call ads are really just PSAs. And on the other side of the coin, you'll never see the word monkeys or a guitar Lego logo on a Zilch product. Yeah, and if, if it does say monkeys, it won't be spelled with the two E's. Right. I've had people ask me why it's E with a Y on our t-shirts. That's why. We like Rhino and we want Rhino to continue liking us. Yes. We are being zoologically correct. Yes, we are being Ooh. zoologically correct and legally correct. So don't mm -hmm. don't steal yes. from Rhino. We want them to uh, get all that they got coming to them because they help keep the brand and the band alive. So it's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing. Amen. So we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Zilch and we have some very cool things coming on up, upcoming episodes. Sarah, you recently did an interview with someone. Would you like to tell folks about it? Did an interview with Dr. Roseanne Welch who is currently in press with a scholarly book on the monkeys both as a phenomenon and their cultural impact. It's called The Metatextual Menagerie That Was the Monkeys. I have gotten to read a portion of it and it's really incredible and it's not just for nerds like me. All of you will enjoy it. I'm looking forward to uh, getting to share this. We really get to kind of geek out about uh, kind of the cultural impact on of the monkeys and I think you guys are really going to like this conversation. So for all you people who think that somebody didn't take the monkeys all that seriously someone did and they're writing a book about it so this is going to be a good one. We also have the color cast commentary for One Man Shy coming up. So we look forward to that and when the Blu-ray hits we're going to have to do some reviews, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Special features. <laughs> and, Jeff, I know you're, uh, you're, you're awaiting that for sure. Oh, absolutely. No, no question. All righty. So, on behalf of myself, Melanie Mitchell, Sarah Clark, and Jeff Hewlett, we thank you for listening. Rate us on iTunes, and we will see you on the next episode of Zilch. Sound good? Here we come. Oh, wait. <laughs> do it again. We're not doing that. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Ready? Go. Do it. Start it off, Jeff. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
Here we come, walking down the street. Sarah always looks at me funny. funny. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Let's go get something to eat. <laughs> and that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fancy made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. <laughs> it's <Wow>. awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway, are we recording, Ken? Uh, uh, starting, starting right now. Recording. Okay. Doing, uh, we'll do the Craig Con. Uh, three, uh, two, uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect impression. Coming up on January 19th, Rhino will start the... <laughs> and, and, and if you're looking for... Yeah, babe, whoop, whoop, whoop. All right. Sarah, I'm going to ask and it involves Factory Toy Company. Yes, the Monkeys Toy Company. What did I say? Factory. How dare I? How How dare dare you? They were very nice to come in and talk to us. I know. Okay, here we go again. Da-da-da! I don't like that either. What what is that? Go get a grilled cheese sandwich. Um, an ad skin? (laughs) about how we don't run ads. Yeah. Okay, that's enough of that stupidity. Um, <clears throat> Let's find some other stupidity. Yes, oh. find some other stupidity. Yes. All right. No mistakes. <laughs> Implant. Hold on. Uh, Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another minute short. <laughs>